welcome everyone back to Mod Talks. We are on episode 13. Oh, you had high inflection. Damn it, it's impossible not to do it. Uh, it's like a genetic thing. It's not fair, man. Not fair. Uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, this is episode 13 of Mod Talks, the only aftermarket podcast on Jason the internet. Jason Oof. He uh, Friday the he introduced 13th. himself too soon. <laughs> and you're pre-explaining the title. <laughs> yeah, usually we don't do that. You're, usually it's a very obscure reference. We're prepping you beforehand. Although, maybe some people won't get it. I don't know. That's I've never true. seen Friday the 13th. And yeah. Get with the times, pals. A uh, couple things to bring up uh, before we start the episode. Um, one thing we want to announce that we're just super happy about and um, we're excited that more people get to see it is the infamous 525 premium shift knob that we started carrying, I don't think more than two weeks ago on the website, has become our best-selling shift knob. It's literally just the one design, which is also pretty crazy. Because like racing has like a thousand of them. This is like, you know, you either like it or you don't. And they still, we still managed to sell a bunch of them. Yeah, so if you haven't seen nice. it yet, check it out. Very hard to miss considering it's all or over Sean the website. Or Sean would say infamous. Infamous. Because <laughs> I know he's going to listen to this. Oh, too. guaranteed. Yeah, he's going to be like, damn it. <laughs> um, also, uh, new Best of the X uh, Part 4 uh, post is up. Uh, we did seats this time. So it's me and Jason talking about what our all-time favorite seats are for the Evo 10. And a warm welcome to Frank. <laughs> we McGo- chose huh? the most expensive option. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I actually went worse than that. I chose a discontinued option. <laughs> the, which was... Uh, it's very me. I think it was less than the SPX uh, still, but yeah, also discontinued. SPX is like outrageously expensive. I had no idea. It was yeah, so yeah, expensive. That's a crazy seat, man. Oh, my God. I remember when it came out, I'm like, holy smokes. I don't know who... And it's like Takata too. It has the carbon back, and like it has yeah. like a, a, a diamond but the stitch. Were like, almost, it was comparable. They were geez. twenty. I think they were twenty four when they. But they're the, Takata, the only difference is the Takata one is yeah. heated. Like really, it's heated. Yeah, I knew it was everything else, but heated. That's yeah, a crazy really cool. seat, man. Uh, oh Matt McIntosh has them in his car. What if you have like a car that doesn't come with it? You can actually like it'll have it. That's a good question, but I know. It was, comp- like, I'll ask Matt, because the Evo came with heated seats. I wonder if he just wired it up. I'll actually yeah, ask him. if he had sure. passed 08. I mean, it doesn't really matter seats. anymore. They're discontinued, but nonetheless. because yeah, my BRZ is uh, not heated seats, so I wonder if it would He's work. the only guy I know that ever ordered them. They, I remember he was, he kind of even tuned me on to them, because I didn't even, like, they're so outrageously priced, I never even really, yeah. like, looked at them, so. It's crazy, especially in the green. Yeah, I think he even matched the interior motif of the car to kind of match it, too. Yeah, what did he do? He did, like, purple and green or something? No, now it's just... Green. Now it's green? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did two things. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he responded even to the post, too, with his uh, images. Yeah, his interior of his cars. Yeah. Nuts. Insane. Um, Also, a warm welcome to Frank McGuire. Uh, You guys might know him from PazMag. He just came on to the DSG team, so very excited to have him. Uh, He's not here. Maybe I should specify. We're not welcoming him to the podcast. We're welcoming him to DSG. Yeah. Well, he uh, needs his uh, intro. He needs his... Exactly. Unless, like, he just comes in surprisingly into the office. <laughs> no, she didn't come in. <laughs> um, he busts through the door like the, like the Kool-Aid guy. Uh, uh, that's yeah. pretty much it. So uh, we'll get uh, down to the nitty-gritty. We'll have Frank on one time, too. He's yeah. got... Uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. He's got a stories. plethora of car uh, car scene stories. Guy's oh, been in big it time. even longer than us. So Yeah, crazy. Um, so I guess we'll start, uh, by one thing I just found interesting for us to talk about because neither of us have been there. I don't even think nor looked into it that much beforehand, which is oh, driven. Pause show. one sec. We're having a technical difficulty oh, here. Just one sec. Here pause. we go.
Oopsies. We're back. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> we're not pros. So, um, yeah, I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk a bit about what we're expecting for Driven Show, because we haven't actually been there, nor at least I haven't looked into it before this came up. So it could be, you know, like, I'm very interested to see what the show is like. It's been around as we had no idea and found out uh, in our last episode for 18 years. Exactly, yeah. So I wonder what the show is going to be like. Well, it just seems very, uh, very quality driven, which is nice. I think a lot of the bills and stuff there will be... At you know, like the tier, yeah, because like there's nothing wrong with shows that have cars that are a little bit less. I don't know, like even like your 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 car, which is mm. going to be a very daily driven focus, yeah, builds. functional car, yeah, functional. So there's it's cool to have that at shows, obviously that kind of build. Yeah, but, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty high level for the built cars. Like they're going to be quite. High level, so that's all yeah. exciting. You know what I feel like about cars like uh, my like with the build um, goal like mine. I'm gonna throw out a super obscure reference, but I feel like you're gonna know it. You see the movie A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. Heath, Heath Ledger, yeah, yeah. First yeah, of all, I've seen that great movie. movie. One of the most is that Kira Knightley? Or, is it Kira Knightley? Or oh no, it was that like really off-brand girl, like like C-list actor. She was really good. A Knight's Tale. Yeah, I can't remember. Was it, it wasn't her name. like Winona Ryder or no, something weird. No, super like B list. Can we just talk about one second? Yeah. Uh, actually, based on our Bram uh, Stoker's Dracula conversation earlier today, how bad Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves are in Dracula, the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot that uh, freaking Keanu Reeves is in so Dracula. It's so bad. Well, starts with an English, sort of English accent, <clears throat> and ends a full, just. I feel like the director was like, hey, there's no way we can redo those scenes, so just go And American. Keanu is just not, like, um, seductive enough to be Dracula. Like, he's super, like, he doesn't he's even Amazing in other roles, obviously. Like, yeah. John Wick is, and yeah, that's Matrix. His, yeah, and that's his thing. Even Speed, he's super good. Like, yeah, he's getting Speed a lot of roles. Good. Just not uh, romantic. That uh, new Dracula was pretty good. Uh, Dracula Untold. I haven't watched it yet. He was a, he, he's also, like, a, a side of beef. So oh, it makes sense. <laughs> Beefcake. <laughs> anyway, off um, topic. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you remember tale. the movie? I do, yeah. I so you remember the, the part where the up, woman blacksmith tells him that she came up with a way to, like, heat the metal differently? Yes. And then, like, he walks into the show and everyone's being helped onto their horses, but he yeah. just jumps on? Right. That's what I picture my car doing at a show. Everyone's, like, unloading them carefully, and I just drive right in because, like, I'm not even that low to the ground and stuff. Oh, I see. Anyways, yeah, that was uh, uh, bring him around to Rolly, but oh, that's uh, that was off topic. <laughs> uh, Shannon Sussman. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think it's I don't know, like maybe he has like things that he does at the show he doesn't like talk about in advance, like surprises or something. I have no idea. He told I just me about a quality few car gatherings. I don't even need frills. No, me neither, honestly. Just to be able to go to a place that, like, I know it's going to be a good show. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to talk with your like-minded peers, you know? But for us, it's easier because we're not, we don't, like, attend shows regularly, like, at any time. So we're only going to go to the shows that we actually go to as a company. So for us... Well, it's exciting. It's actually pretty exciting. But for us, like, imagine it's not as bad as the guy who's going to all these shows. Like, imagine mm. how desperate you are for a good quality show when you're visiting so many. It's and such they, a disappointment yeah. when, like, you go to one and it sucks and you're like, oh, I just made yeah. the drive. Yeah, like, especially if you have a long drive or something. Yeah. And 
Yeah. But Mark Cito is like what I like about the show too is the creator because he's just easy to deal with. He's like a really easygoing guy. He answers the phone. He's like he get back. He gets back to you. He organizes things properly. Yeah. He's clearly an older oh, no, dude. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's done. He's not like a kid who like can't keep shit organized. Yeah. Properly. No, it's it's well organized. You that's the first thing I noticed. Yeah. I was like, that's nice. But that's like, a huge difference know. in and of itself. Huge. Yeah. And like I mean, it's a show. Like yeah. these things are like you're talking about these big two ton cars. Like you have to be organized to make sure these things go properly. Yeah. And like you have so many that are like run by kids yeah yeah like they know nothing about what they're doing uh just a heads up uh there's probably not a single car there that's two tons that's four thousand pounds four thousand pounds so that's uh four times eight i mean if you have so a race like car and stuff tons. and you have a four thousand pound race car it's i mean i'm sure it exists but i mean like it depends like if you're racing to go the slowest <laughs> then that's what you'd want <laughs> it's kind of like our, our conversation the other day on a scale of nine to ten <laughs> how much do you not want to do something <laughs> Um, so we'll get to a, um, did you have any, I'm like your fact checker. I'm like your live fact checker. Yeah. It's nice. Cause we have Sean as the safety inspector. <laughs> so he's, he kind of like keeps us in the know about any salmonella warnings and whatever else. And, uh, awkwardly close personal space. Oh yeah. Which is ironic almost, you know? How so? Cause like he's so like, he's so careful to make sure everything is safe, but the close proximity could be a risk, you know? Mm, yeah, especially, it's like, you know, you know something I mean? falls or drops, like two yeah. people are getting hurt. You're sick, cough in his face. Well, I got everyone sick. Yeah. Proximity or proximity or, right or not. Well, no, it's I think mostly because there was proximity because me and Sean were insanely confident that we wouldn't get sick. Oh, yeah, you guys did. came in like guns blazing, yeah. like, oh, no listen, problem. listen, we're, we're fine. Sean somehow mutated into, like, pneumonia. I don't know yeah, how that... Sean is, like, he's I don't know what happened. Yeah, he's still sick. We're talking, like, uh, two, two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking crazy. Anyway. But uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of us being sick together. If I have to be sick, it's a pretty cool way to do it, I think. Yeah. Mike didn't get sick, though. I think he's still... I, I still think he started it, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else on the show? I just... Well, I won't be there, so that's ultra disappointing for many reasons. That's one reason I brought it up too is like, I like the fact that we get to talk it's about like this. salt in the wounds. You don't get there. <laughs> like my car. You'll be at Halifax. Like, well, ex- exciting is that, you know, we've been on, we didn't know if my car would actually be done in time. Yeah. Like it won't be done done, but it'll be done enough that it can go to like the show, like aesthetically it'll be done. So yeah. that's like the mechanical part. There's it is still- exciting though. Cause like no one's actually seen it in detail at all yet. Like our first well, time. I haven't brought it to, any no. show it's been in my like driveway well secret. the only thing we did was uh our first uh grid series interview but like it was like in the side on the, your periphery yeah, you don't see it and like, we meant ton. not to yeah. show people so like it's well, gonna be exciting it's it's nice that it's being done justice for what it is you know like the yeah i'm i'm, I'm fairly i'm not cutting it up or anything like it's just done properly the way yeah that it's it too gorgeous be. to like ruin it's no, and uh, Market Big Boy Toys uh, coming in clutch on that one, so that's a big... Uh, yeah, as always. Yeah, because I didn't know if it would be or not, and he's, like, super busy, but he found the time to actually make it happen and stuff. And the body shop, I think he's bringing it, uh, he's doing some of it, some of it's being done by another shop, and... Uh, but, yeah, so, like, essentially, some of the mechanical stuff won't be done, which doesn't really matter right now. Like, it'll be driven in and out, it's fine. Yeah. But um, after that, then we'll finish the mechanical stuff. So we'll have like a third part on it, which will be really cool. But the uh, man, it's going to be, it's not like an outlandish build. It wasn't done in that way to be like, yeah. um, 
it's very like flashy in in like the most subtle way possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited for people to see it because I feel like it represents exactly how I would do it. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's gonna be really cool to see. And like pretty much every yeah. RX7 I've seen at a show is always like torn to shreds and like That's, the hood's missing. And, I uh, don't mind that. Like I I actually appreciate that side yeah, of it but too. Like, and in all cars, like yeah. I really do. But but there's nothing. There's no comparative at all. I think this is the type of build <clears throat> that doesn't matter what car you're into, or even if you know what that car is. Yeah. Like you could be even not a car person, yeah, and see it and be like, I would drive that. Oh wow, that's cool. Exactly. That's yeah. what I wanted to be like. It's sort of outside. It's cool or nice to even outside of the car like sphere. Exactly. Yeah. Like it can appeal to anybody. Yeah. yeah. You. It just has that kind of like Batmobile black. Like yeah. Uh, you know. Now that was my goal with the BRZ too, yeah. is to be able to even for myself. Well, yours is cool because you can drive it. Yeah, that too. Which is cool. Yeah. Because, like, they're all, I mean, they're great. They're amazing cars. But, you know, sometimes you get so far down the rabbit hole that you can't drive them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a problem. So RX-7 right is partially that. Like, even though I kept it subtle, it's still, like, yeah. very scary to drive it. Because, like, part of having a car like that is you're worried that, like, if you have to fix it, it's almost, you know, you're yeah. in... <laughs> Like, just a fender bender is, like, 10 grand. 10 what grand. I almost lost sight of, though, that I guess you could lose sight of as well, even when you're doing my kind of build, is the driving fun aspect. I was so focused on making it drive a bull that I forgot to make sure it's fun to drive. Yeah. So, and that's why I picked up the uh, the Grimspeed strut part, like, the last second. Because I was like, wait a second, we're doing that area yeah. anyway. And, like, I'm excited. it's going to have a huge improvement. It was, it was fun for me to do that. You kind of just said, like, just figure it out. So, yeah. like... You didn't want to think about it, so I got to do like the tire choice, yeah, the wheels, springs, yeah, everything. Like, but I I knew your philosophy, so everything is like within that. Yeah, it'd be like it's kind of like if you were a guy that you knew you had to give that car back at the end, mm-hmm. like a lease yeah. or something. It's like it's this type of build where you get to really enjoy it. You up up the ante exactly, but then you can reverse it. It's not like totally. Yeah. And you could drive it all year, which you did in the winter, and we had like exactly. a real shit winter. So And my favorite is that you can you can drive it around and people will notice that it's a really nice BRZ. Well they did. We went to dinner the other night. Yeah. You don't even have the wheels on or anything. Yeah. And they saw it and yeah, like, yeah. Oh. asked me to rev the car. Yeah, yeah. Rev. he's like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I like because like Everything is done to a point, like the exhaust is a little loud, but I think it still works well, especially because I don't push it that much, but it's cool because... It's only really loud when it's like super, super cold. Exactly, yeah. Otherwise, it's not so bad. And I'm pretty sure, I think if we tighten it a little more, it should go back to where it was. Yeah, it's just the nature of the beast with those, like steel, especially like we have very cold, like any, you could even have what's considered a silent exhaust and like an ultra cold start, like if it's cold out. Yeah. They're always loud. There's well, no in retrospect, I think even like when I had uh, the exhaust on my STI, I think I assumed that it was like being broken in, but it probably was a little loose too, you know? So I just, I never really thought about it, but like, it's fine anyways. It's, it's like the sound is cool. Like I like the tone. So it's not like I ever mind. But it's not a, it's not a, the ARK is a very like, it's a beefy exhaust. Yeah, but it's clean. Yeah. Like, like no when farts, you rev it, no there's nothing. no like, like bad tone. You're not like, exactly. Ooh. Because we always, we leave around the same time. So it's like you, I always, you know, when you take off and yeah. I can hear it from inside mm. my car, um, you, it's not like, it's not like, oh, you know, sometimes like there's a car in front of you. Yeah. And even like a lot of guys think that like just going straight pipe is the way to go. And it really isn't the way to go. 
Like, there's a reason that there's bends in the exhaust. Like, people put time yeah. and effort into the R&D for the tone, the flow. Like, just a straight pipe right through is not always the solution. No, definitely Yeah, okay, not. it's loud, but... Well, that's what I was also hoping to teach the community, too, is that there isn't just one way to modify a car. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that people who don't even modify them because they see only the extreme stuff and they kind of like say, oh, but like that's not what I do, so I don't belong here. Hopefully they understand that they could belong here yep. because modifying your car is all about, it's to what end. It's not modifying doesn't mean this. It means modifying to what end. Well, what think are you about leasing, right? Leasing yeah. is an interesting one, right? Like typically... Like, especially the uh, the computer and, like, you don't want to, like, start tuning the car necessarily in a lease because of the warranty and stuff. Yeah. But think about it. You buy a lease car and let's say you have the means to do it, right? Like, you you kind of did with the BRC. Yeah. Um, you do things that are completely reversible. So, like, let's say, for example, um, you do a brake upgrade. Yeah. Take these stock brakes off. Mm. They're not going to go bad. Exactly. Keep them. And at the end of the lease, you could put them back on. So in the meantime, you could put something really high performance on. They're going to yeah. last. It'll, it'll probably last the term of the lease. That's the thing too, right? You have a car for four years. It's not really a waste of money. It's four years. And then, But the thing is, is if you put something really nice, fun, high performance on mm. that you get to enjoy like you did with like things that are completely reversible and removable like short shifts, uh, exhausts, um, wheels, brakes, tires, things yeah. that are like you could actually take the OEM off, keep it enjoy the car for those three or four year, whatever your term is. Yeah. Revert it back to stock. And then no, no one's, and like all the stock parts you're putting back on are like brand new. Yeah, literally. Like then you can typically even, you can even sort of double down in a way because you can often, more than often, like sell the, you know, you may not get, you're obviously not going to get the same amount, but you could sell no. the wheels, you could sell the exhaust, like the aftermarket yeah. stuff. But it is, like the way to think about it to me is like as if you paid for, um, like a TRD package, you know, but, but you're your own putting it somewhere else. Yeah. And it's your, but custom. your own. and of course, much more effective, That's much right. better, you know, better you choose you, you get. The, yeah. Cause I, I, I looked at the, um, the, uh, the BRZ and the, even the, uh, tell us it not the Toyota, the 86. Yeah. I looked at them online and like in Canada, obviously if anyone from the States is listening, you know, like from Canada, but like it was like 40,000 plus tax plus, you oh, know, for the TRD, for the TRD package, yeah. I'm like, super expensive. And I looked at the options, and I'm like, man, I'm like you're really better off taking the cheapest package. Yeah, putting five thousand bucks, and like really doing it. Yeah, well. and there's no like, you know, they're not worried about uh, limitations, regulations the same way. They're not subject to the That's same right. problems. So like, it's, but some uh, of the TRD stuff, like, don't get me wrong, is very nice. Like, yeah, there's no question. I would even put that on of the course. car. Oh yeah, we sell it, so yeah. It's it's quite nice, but like you're paying a premium, an yeah. uh, like an, a manufacturer's premium yeah. for certain things that are ridiculous. And like, you also have no choice on what to prioritize. That's right. So like you may want to get it may make more sense for you to get you know like a strut bar from Grim Speed right. instead of Cusco, and then you can go and get a better exhaust. That's so right. like you can't you can't I still plan don't it like out. the wheels. So you're. Yeah, that's like a even big if you problem. like the sort of aero package that they put on the car, the TRD stuff, which yeah, is nice. Their wheels are you're honestly stuck, you're paying like a premium to yeah. get wheels you don't really like to begin with. No, and they still like they're not big enough, and they're not like it's, there's no space. Like there's nothing. You haven't lowered it. You haven't done anything to make it look good. It's not flush. That's it. You know, uh, I'm I'm like I'm genuinely <clears throat> uh, excited to see your car done. Yeah, and it'll be fun now to do uh, the next videos that we have planned because everything that's being shot outside of the car, it's going to be super fun to look at and like 
even people exactly, on the yeah. street, you know, they won't even know. They won't necessarily be able to tell like he modified that. It, it'll that's be the like point. that's an interesting. That's VRC. the point. It should be so good. Yeah. That when you look at it, it looks like you just bought it that way. But like, it's a car that you really <clears throat> want. Like yeah. it's done so well that you look at it and you're like, oh man, see, I drive that. That's exactly that's nice. Yeah, that's what I like. I like like it's a lot like a lot of designers who are using simplicity to design something. It's harder to do it that way. Exactly. So that's the fun part. But um, yeah, well, that's so, the uh, one of the things with the Q50. Why I want to do it is yeah. because. It's obviously a nice... I actually saw a Q60 yesterday, the coupe. Mm. And the guy had an exhaust on it. And it oh. uh, was like really like... I don't see that much here. But, yeah, I know. But it's exciting when you hear it and everything. Time, yeah. Like the 60. But like the 50, out of the box, you know, brand new, mm. they're kind of lame. Yeah, super lame, yeah. You know, the wheels yeah, are not nothing. nice. No. It, but it has so much potential, right? It has a dual exhaust setup, the yeah. turbo, like the three liter turbo. You can get like almost a 400 wheel plus car. Yeah. Quite easy. Yeah. And like, but it's just missing certain touches. And it, it's cool to, I like that they don't do it for you. Like, there's exactly, even yeah. like, they have a, an expense, a more expensive, like if you get a brand new now, it's like, it's mm. like the eye line. It was called the red line before, and now it's like yeah. the eye line or something. Anyways, whatever. <clears throat> it's still cool, but I would still change almost everything on yeah. it, right? Like, and JDM companies are like partial to, to make room for the aftermarket. They kind of know that like it's going to happen. That's it. So they're like, let's But I understand sure, the know. guy that buys a Q50 on a lease yeah. that does traveling for sales or this and that. And he yeah. just wants to, you know, he's not going to really think about it more than that. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't care. But like to me, yeah. I like it because there's a lot of cool factors and I feel like it could be really turned into a very cool car. Yeah, that's the goal is, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Some people do it the other way, but I personally like to get a car that the bones are great they just have so much potential that's instead right. of getting a car that's not great. And you get to put your, your touch into the build, you yeah. know, like it's like, Oh, like, you know, I'm sure if I build a Q50, yeah. even though my RX seven is so far from that car yeah. in terms of what it is, exactly. But it would still, you'd still look at it and be like, Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like that's your style. Like you, you know, exactly. Like it's identifiable in the custom sphere. You yeah. Know? That's like, what's also actually, that is actually what's secretly cool is that you know for a fact that mainstream people will just think it's kind of a unique and nice car, but you know that your like, you know, community people will know what you did and they'll be able to see it even if it's subtle, that's right. which is kind of fun. And everyone has like a signature sort, like people that are re- like that, that have built like really like super big builds and yeah. stuff like that. Like, even, like, Matt McIntosh, who we brought up before, I guarantee you if he built another car yeah. and he showed me 10 cars, I'd be like, oh, it's probably his. I kind of get his style and how exactly, he does it. Exactly, yeah, it's true. Like, oh, it's probably, you know, I know yeah. what kind of seats he would probably choose or this and that. and Yeah. Like, everyone has, like, a little signature in it. That's what makes it very cool. That's true, yeah. Like, a style and a choice and the mix and match of certain pieces and wheels and brakes and everything. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of, like, the... Uh, that's what's cool. I like that. You know, I don't, yeah. like, I, that's why I was kind of the topic we said the other day about, um, like the, the, the manufacturers need to stop making these decisions. Yeah, big time. Like don't even make a TRD package. Honestly, have yeah. it uh, has, have the arrow as an optional package you can add on yeah. and don't, don't charge them insane premium. You know, that's like, the thing. And what's funny about them is that they already offer TRD parts. So right. like you've already done your job. Leave the other stuff out. Leave yeah, the packages let them, out. Let people we choose their wheels, you know? how low they want it, yeah. what they want to do. And you know what? TRD is actually, it's funny that they even bother with the packages because they're actually very smart about what their products uh, are being offered. Like right. 
the uh, they just came out with something uh, that I was going to release next week, which is the um, the dash piece that's suede right now. So they oh, offer that cluster like on top, yeah, yeah, the yeah, OEM. Yeah. So they offer another one that's also suede but much darker with like a really nice TRD logo on it. Like that's the kind of thing that unless you want something very extreme, it's great to get it from TRD. You know, and like they do a really good job. Right. Same with the Fender fins. Yep. So it's kind of weird that they even offer those packages because they have such key things that's right. that they have great insight to. Even those uh, those door adjusters that make it like make that problem go away, where like when you close the door, it'll be much smoother and yeah. it won't have like a big ah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird because they do a great job there. They should have just been like, that's it, we're good. Uh, I mean, that's sort of the same uh, same lines <clears throat> as even Mitsubishi when they used to have the rally art division, like all the rally art parts and cars. A lot of people, <clears throat> it was very similar scenario. A lot of the parts were very sought after and very good. Yeah. Like for the older Evos and stuff, like they're quite good, you know, like just leave it as like, like parts you can buy from like the race division of that. That's, it's cool. And I, I don't know why they like, they always try to blend it in together in these garbage, yeah. but like no one likes the wheels half the time. They're and they're huge on it. Like automakers are always pushing like crazy the modifying arm, like with the packages. Just like, don't well, worry, even, we got it. Like, you know who really ruined that? Actually, we, we talked about it the other day. Is because uh, you worked at BMW at one mm. point, and like um, the M line, yeah. Like have the M three, M two, M three. Have the M cars, yeah. Start offering M line with everything and making my decisions. Like they're like, you know, you have the exhaust. It's not quite full racing. It's like they don't want to go full pin. No. It's almost, yeah. but not quite. So half the guys have the M package, and then they change it anyway. Exactly. Or the dine-in exhaust or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like it's gone. It's gone anyway. So they paid this premium for this M-line car, hmm. and then they change half of it anyway. The wheels I even, are gone. I even remember, too, they, had, um, they were sending a rep from the M performance division, the parts division. And he was going to, like, every dealership and talking to everybody about how a big priority to be pushing right now is the M Performance parts lineup instead of, like, the packages, which I understood. And he even brought a 440 that was a base 440, but then it had every M Performance part on it. So uh, and I actually got to take it home for a weekend, which was sick. Yeah. But, like, I was the first question I wanted to ask the guy when he was giving us the demos. I was like, what's, what's with the M lines? Like, you're good here. You're, you're offering everything you should be. That's right. This is fine. Like, the only thing you should really offer is the M Sport line that's only the body change because even people who are not modifiers, they may just not like the super low down look that like a base 330 has, which is not nice, you know? And like when you have that nice little aesthetic upgrade, mm -hmm. they like that. But like that's as far as you should ever go. Like don't offer like the, the uh, you know, special wheels and uh, exhaust and this. you already offer it singularly. So just let us choose it. Yeah, like if you want it or not. Yeah. Like have it there. And and then if someone doesn't want that, they want Army Tricks or uh, Akrapovic or what. Like if they yeah. want other <clears throat> brands or whatever, let them choose that. Don't have it wrapped into a package that you're forced into because you want one thing. Yeah, and you're kind of, you know, it's actually an oxymoron because you're offering people who are partial to modifying their cars even on a more mainstream basis the ability to do so, but you're taking away the very thing that makes you a modifier, which is choice. Which is choice, yeah. <laughs> you're just, options. you're plugging them into the exact, it's like a higher plug-in yeah. of like, the original. It's like, do you want this package? And then like 900,000 other people have that You one can't package. choose anything. Yeah. You can't prioritize anything. Except but. the color of the car. Ooh, yeah. You know, like that's it. That's exactly. your only choice. 
Yeah, it's kind of lame. Uh, speaking of JDM, actually, I had a customer who emailed us a question that I thought was really funny because we never really bothered to justify or explain why we ever chose them, which is uh, he asked, where did we, what made us start with JDM cars? What made us specialize in JDM cars? Um, we do a little bit more now, but on site still, and especially at the beginning, we were mainly JDM cars, right. which is actually an interesting question. I never really thought well, to explain Well, I mean, that would it. be before me, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, what's funny is even you, right? Like, you you kind of got along and like you were a good pick because of the fact that you had experience mm-hmm. in JDM cars. Yeah. So it just kind of goes to show that like the JDM thing, I don't know what it is exactly, but it kind of was strong. I guess the biggest explanation I can offer this guy. Well, I have my um, own, so I'll let you guys, why you guys chose it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, first, you got to name this guy. Uh, I'm going to call him. Beautiful Bill. Beautiful Bill. Bill. <laughs> this is a big compliment. I hope you're beautiful, Bill. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the, the best answer I can offer is really that those were the cars that we had access to at the time. And I'll see, to break it down into both viewpoints, mine and Sean's, Sean was actually, and still is a very big JDM fan. He's actually one of those guys who would choose a JDM car over any other car with unlimited funds if he could. Right. Um, I was a bit different, um, I've had a lot of a lot more cars than Sean has, and partly because I was trying to find like what I would like the most, and because JDM cars were more attainable and I had so many of them, not only did I know about it, but it was you kind of learn what makes the JDM why the where the draw is. You kind of start to understand what they do so well, mm-hmm. what they yep. don't do so well. And what that sort of intangible magic recipe that they have that kind of keeps you interested, even though you're giving up some stuff. Well, he was into the Evo too, right? He was into the Evo, and he was also into the um, that Acura he started with. I can't remember oh, the, the name TSX. of it. the TSX. The TSX, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he was, but like Evo was on uh, his CSX. wish list. CSX, yeah. yeah. But the Evo was on his wish list for like years and years. So like. It was actually, he really wanted it, and then eventually he made it happen and he got it. That's right. Um, I think at that point when we started the company, I had the RX-8. So I was, that was my second JDM car, and I only ended up having more and more of them after that. And I went into Euro also, and I did realize that the thing with Euro is, unlike a JDM car, with Euro, you have to really go high up the ladder to really get pleased with Euro because there seems to be sort of like a missing personality trait with Euro that JDM cars seem to inherently have. They feel like a generic void. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost, yeah, exactly. Like, unless you go to a certain price point, it's generic. Like, you walk down your street and there's a lot of 323s in people's driveways and stuff? Yeah, exactly. It's like your daily bomber out or like, uh, I don't know, C300s and stuff, which are great cars in in terms of quality and stuff, but like... You're not going to get excited to get out in your three. No, super no offense boring. to anyone that has one, but like, yeah. you know, your three. Uh, the thing with German yeah. cars or like Euro cars is you have to, even if you're going to go to an affordable one, like let's say Volkswagen, definitely, I don't have like numbers, but I, I could almost guarantee that the well, amount you had a of. GTI. Yeah, exactly. I had the GTI. And the reason why I took the GTI and the reason why I didn't give it any thought, it was GTI or I would have gone to another brand and looked for more stuff, is because when you're in even an affordable brand like Volkswagen, the answer is GTI. There is you're not going to get a golf. You're not going to get any of the lower stuff because it's unacceptable. Well, there's a lot of people that do, but yeah. if you're into, like you said, always said, like the performance side. Yeah, of, if you're an enthusiast, then yeah, there's, it there's can't no happen. way. Like you can't get in a in a base. Exactly. 
you've got guys who are in base civics and they're going to make, they're going to modify them. You have guys that are in base whatevers, you know, W or X instead of STI. Yeah. You have plenty of those. We've got a lot of customers, Rally or instead of Evo. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't like, while it may happen, 100% it's so much less when you're talking about like golf to GTI. Well, you know? I mean, there's Volkswagen's the <laughs> biggest brand and almost, well, I don't know anymore, but in the world, yeah. probably one of the highest volume oh, yeah. cars. Probably in the still, world, yeah. Right? So, you know, they're, they're filling many many different gaps in the mm. in the um you know the after or not even after just like the uh yeah that's true car world you know like there's so many people but let's say civic right fills a huge gap yeah. and like they're high volume but for some reason there's like this sort of you know well you'd be pretty hard pressed like let's say maybe not the type r because of the price point yeah but you wouldn't it'd be hard to not get the si exactly Exactly. You know, you're getting the like SI. You can like do that. Yeah. But like even BMWs or Mercedes, like you're, you're going to get the 330, sure, but you're not going to see many of them that are modified. And yeah, I've seen them every now and then, the older ones especially, but like it's so few, so well, much fewer than M3s. Guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Even 340. Like those guys will go a little bit further, but they'll probably go further mostly with factory parts. And then maybe they'll get a few parts. Yeah. It's mainly the M guys who are actually going out of their way and they're getting the that's performance right. parts to, from guys like us. Well, and, because out know. of the gate, they're buying a car that's geared yeah. towards that for sure. Exactly. So it's just like, I don't know what it is, but like they seem to lack the intangible like magic recipe. Well, because that I don't JDM think they has. put, I don't think they put that into the cars. I think they actually deliberately um, have the run of the mill stuff at, at, at a, like it's the run of the mill for the daily drive, but yeah. you get the luxury experience because they're very nice and they're smooth and there's a lot well, of... Well, you know what? You hit the nail on the head right there because what are they focusing on when they're giving you the lower end model? They're not focusing on the performance experience. It's nope. the luxury experience. It's the feel. So that's probably the, the quiet. reason. quiet. You usually get a good stereo anyway. Mm. You have a lot of features even for a base car. They're yeah. still not cheap, obviously. Yeah. And, and you know what it is too? They have too much. There's no car that you have a romantic attachment to that has everything you need. Yeah, it's yeah. always the car that's highly inconvenient. Pisses and like, you off a bit. You know, but the thing it does well, it does really, really well. Well, it's like a relationship. If you have, it's always those people that never fight and stuff. Yeah. That, that's disturbing. It's boring. Yeah. There's no conflict, no friction. There's nothing. Like there's no resolve, <clears throat> right? Like everything's yeah. just smooth. It's boring. Yeah. No you have like, yeah. yeah. It's a car too. You know, you, you get in there and everything's there. It's kind of boring. Like, I guess there's an aspect of that, that that is convenient and nice. But you know what? When I used to drive around in those BMWs, and I pretty much stuck to, like, the actual performance ones, yeah. still, I did feel it's almost as if, like, you're trying to focus something and your mind slips away from you because you're too comfortable. And you start to think about it. And if you're an enthusiast, you actually start to worry about it. And you're like, am I too comfortable? Like, is this is this bad? Am I losing my, well, like, you know? German cars, especially the higher performance <clears> they get, especially Euro. That's the one thing you don't get as much with JDM that I found. Which yeah. I kind of minus maybe the GTR. Yeah. It's probably even more than the than the Euro cars. Yeah. Um, but like you know, you get in an, an, an even like you're saying like a 340 or a 440. Let's say even with the M package or something like along those lines. Yeah. You know, you could be going like you don't even realize how fast you're going. Exactly. You're like oh oh oh. You know, like it's true. Yeah, uh-oh. they're so well insulated. You you feel nothing. The sound and everything, like yeah. the, that's where you're paying the big bucks and what and like JDM cars, like you know, even the Evo and the STI and stuff. Yeah. While they're not cheap cars by any means. Yeah. You you're well aware pretty often 
of, of what, like how fast you're going and stuff. Yeah. Even if you're going fast, like you don't feel scared. You no. Feel, I actually feel. It's visceral. You, you, you feel like you're, you're on, it. you're connected. You're on the ground. You know? Even your car, you know, like you, oh, you don't time, get scared yeah. when you get, when you start getting up there, but no. it's, you know, you're there. Honestly, in my car, it's almost the extreme opposite of a luxury car because you feel it to a point where you're actually not going that quick and you feel like you are. But I think that was really a big philosophy in their design of that car. That's Yeah, to have a blast, honestly. But I mean, any car, like growing up when you're a kid, if you're into cars and all that, yeah. you kind of like, you know, your, your garbage <clears throat> little first cars that you have and stuff, you push them to like the limits. You take them to the drag strip and yeah. they're like garbage cars and you're out there and you find every little possible ounce of performance and exactly. everything you, you feel it like that there is that aspect if you're into this you know like yeah. that, that is part of it like too much refinement does take a and as a matter of fact even for myself kind of going into what I got why I got into the GDM cars and stuff is that I always liked American cars too and Euro cars like first car I ever wanted was like an E30 M3 yeah Exactly. And then the next subsequent car that I wanted was a Corvette <coughs> Z06, uh, like a 2002 or one or whenever they first, first came out. Yeah. So this is like the first two cars that I really wanted. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they're like very opposing. And then I remember, obviously, at that point, Fast and the Furious. And then you start getting to the JDM cars. Yeah, exactly. Even Fast and Furious, right? Would it have been the same if it was all Euro car based? I don't think so. Like there's, it connects to something JDM and like, well, the Even, Japanese, like, especially if you, well, it's, it's changed completely now because they don't really, um, they don't do much of the Evos and STIs. It's a lot fewer, far between. Like, now yeah, it's a lot of cars. but K look cars, how much more we feel it, too. But they put a yeah. lot, a lot of customization and, like, personality. Yeah. The car meets there are insane, man. Like, yeah. people dress up. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's not, it's, I, I get where this culture came from that brought, that sort of diluted itself into the, in North America and the diehard yeah. uh because of how big, like when the RX-7s and stuff, I, I would love to have been around in Japan Yeah, to go to the car shows and the Evos and all that stuff. That's the thing too, right? Is I think one of the biggest things and just like any brand, any successful thing is that it has a great story. Always. And you always need a great story. Yeah. That's what everyone connects to. So, like, they'll put up with anything for a good story. And sure. we do. We put up with lots of things yeah. for good stories. And, like, I even remember when I was at BMW and, like, somebody would come to me and they'd ask me about even a sport BMW. The, one of the first things they'd say is, like, I don't really, like, I, I want to make sure that I don't feel too connected to the road. And I remember thinking in my head, that's funny. I would be looking for the exact opposite yeah. i would i would be requesting no, they want like an visceral. ultra smooth ride and yeah. i get that i mean there is that demographic that that certainly exists especially like you know i'm going to be dad and like i mentioned it many times you're going to be dad and stuff and yeah. like when you have a million stressors going on around yeah. you work and like family and you're on a road trip and this and that yeah the last thing you want is to be worrying about your shifts and like all yeah. kinds of nonsense but you know what when you're in like one of the cars that i actually really liked was the five series and I liked it because of the fact that it was so insulated for a luxury car, right? Because you're obviously like... But if you choose a luxury car, yeah. Exactly. No, like performance you, is not yeah. even a factor. But the problem is even in that car, if you're an enthusiast, eventually, and I think it was one of the cars I had the longest, it just wouldn't get sold. And I literally 
started to get like an itch in my mind. And I was like, oh, this is getting a little bit like too comfortable. Like I'm starting to get, I'm starting to like lose my mind. For a little sure. Bit. And like, if you're an enthusiast, you can't take it away. Like it just keeps creeping back up into your head. Well, it's because like, it's like people that are into DIY. Like, you know, people that don't like paying people to do, like I'm renovating yeah. my basement. So it's like, I don't want to pay someone to do that. You exactly. Know? Especially because yeah. I know I can do it. It's like cars too, you know, you don't want like a DIY or, or you know, like, if you're into like cars, like you, you want to be part of it. Yeah. And you really, it's like a, a game of hoping that they even did something that appealed to what you would want. Yeah. Otherwise you're, you're pretty miserable because you're like, this is totally not what I would have spent my money on. And like, now I am. Because but you're you in it. Me. You're deep in the lease. Two yeah. years in, you got two yeah, no or whatever. Yeah. You made me do it. Oh, yeah. It's true. Oh, but right. um, yeah, I mean, that's the best answer I can give, um, beautiful Bob. So uh, really at the end, um, <laughs> like still, if you asked me, probably a car that I want the most is, you know, a really old school Porsche, you know, 80s, 90s. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I totally understand after so many JDM cars what the draw is. And I mean, look, I'm still, I'm back in a JDM car and I still love it. So there's obviously a draw there. And that's pretty much, at least from one of the co-founders, that's why, partly why we did it. There again. And uh, if I could get an old, like one of those uh, Mercedes 190s. Exactly, like right? E30, like you still want those things. But I want the older ones. Always Pre, older. Pre-tech, yeah. pre-insulation. That's the thing too, right? Is that And they're magnificent. Yeah. Like that's like, wow. Because yeah. like that's part of what you're paying for now is the fact that the tech is more advanced, but it does take away from the thing that we love. And Which is the experience. So I think, honestly, most enthusiasts these days, if you ask them what high-end Euro car they'd want, they're probably going to tell you something in the past. Yeah. Also scary, Miley, is that, you know, the M- M4s, let's say, for example, like they still have that ultra driver aspect to them. They're like incredible cars, right? Yeah. But when you push that to the limit, yeah. you're in pretty dangerous territory. <laughs> Big time. Well, you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like the older M3s and stuff, you're pushing them, but, you know... You're, you're kind of like you're in the car, like an E30 or yeah. even an E46, E46, yeah. E46. Like you're in the, you're in it, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're part of it. And they're rough. Like, yeah, yeah. But you got to put, but you're pushing it, but you're in, you're involved yeah. in the whole, th- every step of the way. Big time. M4, I feel like there's a big, big gap Huge. before you're super involved. And you know what? I'll say this, when they make the M4, right? And... Obviously, for the M4, all the Ms, they want to make sure that they keep that BMW heritage where you do feel a connection to the mm-hmm. road, but they cannot use old technology. They have to use the well, new stuff. Of course. Stuff. I mean, it's, so, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. It's like Formula One. I'm sure there's a huge percentage of Formula One guys yeah. that if they went back to the V10s yeah. or V8s, screaming V8s, like 23,000 exactly. RPM, like they probably, there's a big percentage that want to do that, but you can't like leave that go super forward thinking yeah. small engine big you know turbo efficient yeah. turbo energy recouping whatever and they'd be like you know what yeah it was fun while we did that and like tech and like the highest level of yeah, tech we're just gonna go back we're gonna go back to like the yeah. the caveman era. and they're automakers but yeah. like you could tell on the m4 one thing I, I realized is that they were trying so hard to make it feel through the technology by programming it the right way yeah. to make it feel like it did, but it felt programmed. It felt manufactured. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like before. And again, like I always say, that's what one of the things I liked about the BRZ is that before they would make you be a good driver. And now they're doing the exact, they're encouraging well, yeah, if you're you quick in a BRZ, chip. let's say, 
you're yeah. a good driver. Exactly. Like if if you figure it, takes, it out, like, it takes like something. a level. Yeah, you have yeah. to know how to like really push a car. Yeah, like M4 the driver mod. Yeah, you have to keep the driver mod exactly in the car. M4 is a problem because like, honestly, even the GTR man, I got to drive the GTR. We yeah. built it, and uh, you know, a few GTRs since then. Yeah, it's like a car that, man. Once you figure out the launch control and really how to like you know kind of feather it out and like really yeah. deal with it, you don't really have to do very much, man. Kind of just like exactly push the brake. Now we're not talking like some of these insane like you watch the guys that are running six second cars. These yeah. guys are like in a whole other. But that's what I'm saying. So like you see those guys, or even like a nine second or eight second GTR. You know, you get to that level. Yeah, these guys are pushing it to a level that the driver's now involved at an extreme level. You yeah. have to be a very good driver to like to actually Exactly. Like the six second drivers like Giddy and all these guys, these guys are like, man, the the skill level is extremely high. Yeah. Right? But a, off like a brand new just GTR, you 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 know, like you can almost toast anyone at your local drag strip yeah. on a on a crap night. Just you know, push the brake, floor it, let it go and yeah. kind of hold on a little, let the automatic, you know, like let the gears Honestly, the problem with the M4 is that I don't even think you can burn people just because of its power because the way it's made and the way it's manu- like the way they're trying to manufacture that excitement, it's so powerful that the front end tends to slip and get loose, which is a weird like I would rather the back end than the front end do that. And like if you kind of yeah, just slam your foot down a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you're in trouble. Like yeah. you're going to like the front end is going to start steering in another direction. Yeah. Like you're in big trouble. So like in a way it forces you to be in a, good, a good driver but not the way you want. Well cuz it's extremely <laughs> torquey like it's uh, yeah. the, the front almost comes up a little bit, not like a lot. But yeah. I drove uh when we had the it was an M3 with like a stage 3 on it or something. Yeah. And like yeah, the front end comes up like Yeah. I prefer the M2 because at least it's better balanced and like it's a better experience. Well, it's like a track car. See, yeah. that's a driver's if I had car. To choose. If I yeah. had to choose any BMW, we said that yeah, already. Yeah, like a new one? The M2. M2 yeah, not even a choice. Small the car. It, there's a lot of tech still, but it's yeah. still like you're still in it. You're exactly. In it, you and know? it's fucking like, it's honestly, it's so visceral that like it's not something you could drive all year round because you're going to be miserable. It's so raw that it's, it's too but much. That's perfect. Yeah. Like for the days that you want to have that. Exactly, yeah. That's what you want. Like I had, there was one of the managers there who could, if they want, I couldn't take anything I wanted. I couldn't get an M2, but like they could. Yeah. And they still took the same car as me, the M240, because she told me, she's like, listen, in the summer, I'll take it for a few weeks. But she's like, if I took it, and she only took the M240. Yeah. I've never seen anyone stay so consistent when you have the pick of the litter, but like only took one thing. And she always told me, she's like, I can't, I can't do it. She's like, I tried it once for the whole winter. And she's like, my back was broken. It's oh, so yeah, loud yeah. and raw. There's no insulation. It's like really intense. So I know, you know. Well, when the M2 came out and I saw it and I watched the reviews and stuff, and I was like, that's the one. Yeah. Like now, if I have to get a new BMW, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. If sure. you got to go new, that's that's the. It's hard to it. not like you, you. It like has the spirit of. Yeah. And even the new A, the Mercedes A45, is supposed to be like that. And yeah. Was, uh, exactly. Yeah. There's a couple of them coming out. True. Euro has it. You just have to choose the right one. Yeah. Euro is, you got to be very careful. You got to choose like the, the almost more track-based version of whatever. Yeah. And you'll get the you'll get what you're looking for. Exactly, yeah. It comes at a very, that's the only other issue that's with Euro. as hell. <laughs> very high premium. Yeah. Like you're going to pay like 80 for an M2. Yeah. And like 50 for an Evo or an SCI, right? And so imagine how people think, too. Like people who buy an M2, they're even thinking in their minds, they're like, I'm buying the cheap one. 
<laughs> yeah, like, on no, top it's of not that, the cheap yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, getting the cheap one. None of them are the cheap yeah, one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you pay a very high premium, but <laughs> you do get what you pay for, right? Yeah, exactly. The brakes and a lot of the things are at a whole different tier than you would get even with certain things. You know, like 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 an Evo, the highest Evo. Mm. You know, the M2, like some of the quality of parts and stuff that you get is just not comparable. Yeah, it's it's otherworldly. All right, it's, uh, wow, this is like our longest one ever. Really? Yeah. How long are we at? 48 minutes, man. Oh, my God. Wow. Such conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll end off with uh, something that we're only telling our podcast listeners for the time being, which is that we are in the midst of releasing a new apparel brand under DSG. It's called Mod Club, uh, part of the whole Mod Lifestyle brand. Uh, this is going to be a line that we actually meant to release a while back a few times, and uh, we're finally in a position to do it the right way. Um, this is a brand that we conceived by thinking of what we would wear uh, ourselves, even if we weren't in the industry. We want something that all of you could wear that you would love, regardless of you know if you're in this industry or if you're going to a show or if you're going to a dinner. Uh, we want you to be able to have these things, and you know they're not going to be like a bunch of stuff with corny graphics and stuff like that. Yeah. There's something that is a little bit more understated, a little more classy, which is what the DSG brand is all about. And we're trying to expand that into uh, lifestyle stuff. And we're starting with clothes. We're going to do accessories. Uh, we're really going to get serious on it. So uh, expect a release pretty soon. Uh, if you follow our Instagram stories, you probably saw a teaser already for it. And uh, there's definitely more to come. We're pretty much halfway through the designs we already have going for it. So uh, stay tuned. It's going to be coming very, very soon. Yeah. Until, uh, until next week. Yeah, that's it, guys. So... Um, be sure to check out the site. We have a lot of things going on. Uh, Driven Show, again, is on May 11th, 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, make sure to get your tickets soon. Uh, spaces are running out. And uh, keep us posted. Send us an email. Send us a message. Let us know you're going to be there and come visit us. And uh, that's about it, boys. So we'll see you uh, next week. And girls, always. Why am I so what a misogynist? Pig. <laughs> you're a pig. But I don't want to be, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm your fact checker Mm -hmm. uh, and your uh, publicist. (laughs) (laughs) Later, guys.